just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> I think that's your review for this movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Internet Dwellers, and welcome back to Franchise Schmanchise. I am Jeff Bell here with my co-host for the diehard franchise, TC Duet. Hello, TC. That's me. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> and we're back again watching the 2013 movie. In quotes, <laughs> a good day to die hard. <laughs> I feel the pain, the crying and the pain. So much pain. Directed what a misnomer. <laughs> oh, God. The word good in this title. Are you kidding me? All right. I'm sorry. I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish. So a day to die hard, uh, just like the franchise, um, directed by John Moore and starring a somehow still alive Bruce Willis back as John McClane. He looked oh and jai courtney mr oh. box office poison himself he needs to stop being in franchises that existed before he was born um <laughs> jai Cor- stop trying to make jai courtney a thing all right he's the sam worthington of most recent where it's like hey he's he's a starring he's a he's a starring uh he's a leading man look at him look at him stop throwing him at us he's not a thing ironically stop trying to make him a thing both in the Terminator franchises. <laughs> right? <laughs> they just need to stop. <laughs> so anyways, anyway, <laughs> by the end of this episode, we will answer the important question, actually a couple different questions, but the most important one, did this movie, or does this movie, deserve a sequel? So let's hop into a truck and drive for 40 minutes of explosions and crashes and car flips that would have killed the average person 20 times over and get into discussing this film starting now. (laughs) Right. I mean, how long is that? I I timed it. Okay, I wrote it down. It's 23 minutes of a car chase. 23 minutes in a 90 minute movie. (laughs) Car chase. Are you uh, kidding me? I started about halfway through. I, I I paused the movie and I looked at how long the movie had been going for. And the movie had been right. going for for an almost an hour. And I realized at that point that it was two set pieces in the entire film for for almost an hour and it was primarily the car chase like that yeah. sucker just went on and on there there are more coherent car chases in the fast and the furious movies oh my gosh okay. yes 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 that's the thing and that's the thing that's what it felt like it felt like it was a sequence that should have been in a Fast and the Furious movie, I didn't feel like I was watching a Die Hard movie. I felt like I was watching a Fast, like a Fast Twelve. Like that's where yeah, it's going to be. Yeah. Like I mean, that you we've we've clearly cracked this thing <laughs> open. I. But you said it right. You didn't feel like you're watching a Die Hard no. movie. This is not a Die Hard nope. movie. Okay. This is not a Die Hard movie. Not at all. This is not John McClane. Uh-huh. This is not even following the formula. And I'm fine when movies break their formula. Mm-hmm. It, but. Die Hard 5 makes Die Hard 4 look like Die Hard 1. Oh, my God. Die Hard, I, I realized after watching this movie, I realized mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Die Hard 4. Like, Thank you. Like, Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> like, like, that was so crazy because it, it finished. Like It made you have an appreciation for it. It did because at least Die Hard 4 felt more like a Die Hard movie than this thing yeah. did. Like they knew they were making a sequel to the Die Hard movies. This does not feel. I, I already said it, but I'll keep saying mm-hmm. it. It's not a Die Hard movie. I, I don't know what this uh-uh. is. I don't know whose first draft script this was. Oh, and by the way, we watched the extended. Yeah. You watched the extended. I watched the extended. Yeah. Lucy is in the theatrical release, but not in the extended cut. <laughs> But not in the extended cut. She so there's the scene in the beginning. If you have not seen this movie, folks, don't. <laughs> I I will attempt to tell you the plot in as concise a manner as possible. John's son mm-hmm. is in Russia and 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 is arrested for murder. So John goes to Russia to get his son, and they get caught up in some CIA op- operation involving. Some criminal. Okay, see, that's right. That's that's the best I can do. In the theatrical release, Lucy drops John off at the airport and is like, "Go get my brother back." 
I know you guys, she, she gives a little unnecessary exposition. So I was surprised when I was watching this and she didn't show up. And I was like, good for you, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Way to ask not to be in the movie. Thank you. Good for you. She even knew that it was a pile of crap. Yeah. <laughs> well, so oh, so God. speaking real quick, real quick about like the writing of this, it's this is the first Die Hard film in the franchise that is not based upon a previous work. Okay. It's, oh, I didn't yeah, know it's not based upon a book. It's not based upon another script. It's not based upon like uh, like a, like a, like an article or a previous script. It was. It is the first Die Hard film that was specifically written to be a movie. It was to be a Die Hard film. And who the hell wrote? This? Oh, do you want to know who wrote it? <laughs> Tell me who wrote this movie. The guy who wrote it is by the name of Skip Woods. That sounds like a fake Skip name. Skip is <laughs> first off. First off, uh, <laughs> he is he works for uh, he works for a company called Wetwork Tactical LLC out of Austin, Texas, which is a weapons handling firm. Okay, this is the same guy who wrote Swordfish. Oh god, the, <laughs> both Hitman movies. Oh god, X Men Origins Wolverine. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and the A Team movie. Yeah, I like the A Team. Yeah, that was the, the one that's kind of okay. <laughs> it's because you, when you're in the hands of a, a competent director like Joe Carnahan, it's kind of hard not to have a fun movie. But you know what? That is an impressively bad resume. That is. It's just one after another of just wow bad movies. I, I, I would kill for that resume. <laughs> Who? Because <laughs> I don't think uh, I would. <laughs> skip Skip Cooper here, whatever his name was. That's who I. Yeah, I. You know, I looked oh, that. Yes. I looked that up. I because I'm like I'm like okay. I'm like who wrote this? I want to know who. Because actually, <laughs> who is responsible yeah, for this? I went into it going, what freaking piece of work is this based on? Like I'm like, <laughs> what is it based on? Because I didn't know. And then and that's when I, I started digging into it, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, he specifically wrote this movie as a diehard movie. Uh, 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 I, I seriously this this plays like a first draft. All right, <laughs> where I I did a so okay so I live tweeted. I'm coming back to that. I live tweeted uh, watching this movie, and it's going to be on the, the the page on the Ghost Hat website for it in case anybody missed it. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I I kept ripping on the writing, and I basically like one of my comments. I don't even remember what it is, but one of my comments was that the the car chase sequence felt like the writer had maybe 20 or 30 different like fun stunts in on pieces of paper in a hat and just randomly drew them <laughs> out like like uh huh. car drives down an alleyway and smashes cars out of the way got it okay uh drive off a bridge and into a cement like uh like sewage pipe got it okay which, which to be fair is a pretty cool stunt but it just is, has no place in this movie no like can you imagine what ended up on the cutting room floor? I don't think they they. I think they put every second of footage they filmed for this car chase in the car I'm chase. I'm pretty positive they did. Like I'm really wow. certain they did. It's just it's so. And that I mean yeah, we're talking about the car chase. Like the rest of the movie is just as bad. Like there's nothing that is good about this film. This movie is this this what the people responsible for the, for this movie have a gross misunderstanding of what Die Hard is. Right. Okay, and and you know what? I don't want this to to me. I, I I can understand that this might sound like I'm fanboying, <laughs> right? That I'm that I'm like this isn't my Die Hard. This isn't even a good movie. No. Okay, this isn't that I think it's a terrible Die Hard movie. This is a terrible film. Yep. And the fact that it exists and was put up on the big screen is just baffling to me. Yep. I, what 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 <laughs> what? I'm broken, Jeff. I'm broken. <laughs> this movie has broken you. <laughs> TC, yeah. come back, come back, TC. Well, so <sighs> so like okay. So uh, one one thing I pointed out, I noted, and because and the only reason why I even noticed this was because they kept making such a big deal about it. John continuously throughout the film m- keeps making these little comments about how he's on vacation. I'm on vacation. No, you're not. You're not. No, exactly. Like, you're here to get John or get Jack, right? Right. Why? Like, and they're try they're they're trying to play that line off like it's a joke. Like, okay, you do it once, 
maybe it's uh, it's like a uh, okay but <laughs> but yeah. he does it like he actually is on vacation like there was a completely different draft of this movie where john went on vacation and got caught up in this. <laughs> got, and got caught up in some mi- mix right. up yeah which we will come back to for what i feel like this movie should have been so <laughs> man because <laughs> well okay it but that yeah their attempt at making jokes I think that's one of the problems that why this is so undiehard like right. there is there are no jokes in no. this. There are no legitimate. In fact, like in the car chase, he's trying to be a smart. He, he freaking steals a guy's car, yeah. punches him in the face. Like, don't you speak English? Yeah. It's like the definition of an ugly American. Yep. That's not John and- McClane. No, there's nothing about it. The only he's, the only th- he's just destroying things. I'm so revved up. I'm sorry. <laughs> he is just destroying things. Like, yes, John has blown shit up in four movies right. now. But every time he's done it, there's been it's been more or less necessary mm-hmm. to accomplish the greater good. And this it's just wanton destruction. Yep. yep. And like they tried like I feel like there was a moment on the set when they were like, oh, man, we, John doesn't have any like this is giving them a lot more credit than I I. I I think they deserve but like there's one like they're like oh man John usually is like caring about people and and he goes out of his way to like make sure people are safe and well he hasn't really done that in this movie but let's have him give the Russian guy who after he gets shot his coat to make him feel better oh yeah there you go there you like go. that'll make that, up that's, for it that's the that's the diehard checklist right there it, it, that's what it felt like okay <laughs> okay let's go down the <laughs> diehard checklist shall we let's do that okay we have a helicopter exploding yes. check yes we have yeah. a quip about cowboys and how some foreign nationality hates cowboys yep completely crowbarred oh in. my that line I I groaned out <laughs> loud wait I forgot to ask have you seen this before me yeah. Um, I had seen up until they walked into, uh, or when they they were when they were taking Yuri to meet his daughter. Okay, wow, you didn't give. Uh, I mean, I guess that's kind of. Far. I got okay, like halfway anyway. through the movie. That's as far as I ever got, and I turned it off. And I am not going to lie; I came this close to turning it off again, but I couldn't. I, I fell asleep. I told you. I told you before we recorded today. I'm like, I need to finish the movie. I fell asleep. <laughs> that's a good. That should just be our meter of uh, uh, of how much we like a movie is whether or not we yeah. fell asleep during it. <laughs> but but back to the checklist. What a slap in the face to recreate the Hans Gruber. Yep. Falling off the roof. Character falling moment. off the moment. Uh, a character getting. Uh, let's see. What, what was my other one? Oh, oh. The uh, the Yippie motherfucker line is. Yeah, I got that. Which in there. is in there, which feels kind of forced as well. Like it's just you. You can go through one like step by step, and and you get you get everything that is the that is that was in Die Hard. That's in all the Die Hard movies, except they are delivered in this movie as if they were literally just going down a checklist. Like if the writer watched Die Hard 1 and went, oh, here's all the things I want to include or I need to include so it feels like a Die Hard movie. And check, check, yep, check, check. Right, 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 right. Oh, he, has, he hasn't said, uh, you know, he hasn't mentioned about cowboys. Well, just say, oh, I don't like Americans, especially you cowboys. <laughs> Done. Beautiful. Like, look, this, this movie, there's been so so many diehards since the success of Die Hard. It's one of the the epitome of Hollywood copy movies. Like uh, Home Alone is Die Hard. Yeah. Um, Air Force One is Die Hard. Like it's just Die Hard. Paul Blart Mall Cop. It's just one of those standard. Re- <laughs> this is one of the worst wannabe diehards I've ever seen. And it's part of the franchise. <laughs> yes. There's another. There's another Johnism, like a McLeanism that that he's always had. That in this one makes it's so nonsensical, and it's his cop intuition. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you think of like the first one, we're like, oh, what's wrong? No bullets. We think I'm stupid. Like he was smart enough to do that in the first one. Uh, in the second one, he starts putting it's blanks, it's blanks. He's, his cop intuition allows him to make these leaps right. along along his path. Even in three, even in four. In this one. He's in a room with Yuri and his daughter, and he just goes, something's not right yeah. here. <laughs> what, what, your spider sense is tingling? He does. Are you kidding me? He has literally become a superhero in this movie. <laughs> There's no... All of his intuition that has happened in the four previous movies, there has been a logical tip 
off points that where he would go where he would be able to notice something like a good cap would right. and therefore come to his conclusion right. right and this one it's just like oh right right john uh, john's super smart he knows when shit's not right like no 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 that's not how it works <laughs> like like the closest he came to something with his intuition that was a little closer to quote-unquote reality is when he's standing outside of the courtroom um in the beginning and like he's he, he his his mclean sense kicks in and he sees like well there's a truck parked down there and mm-hmm. it's just sitting there the completely incoherent first 25 minutes of this oh movie. Oh my mean? gosh. That enti- the entire, it is so bad. So bad. <laughs> Look, this movie isn't even bad enough. Like, this, the, 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 like what, how you rank a movie is cyclical, right? Mm-hmm. There's a movie that can be amazing. There's a movie that can be bad. And then there's a movie that can be so bad it's amazing, right? right? Yep. And it's that bottom, that bottom area of like, no, this is just a waste of time. Yeah. Don't waste your time, okay? Yep. I'll recommend a Dean Cain movie oh, before I recommend this movie. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> no one recommends Dean Cain movies. <laughs> but like I will agree, I will agree. Like I have found numerous films over the years. Actually, I I love seeking them out, especially on Netflix. I did a whole podcast for the longest time which was about really bad movies that were fun to watch because they were so bad. You could at least laugh at them or make fun of them or joke or like you still have fun watching it. This movie, yeah. I was like I said, I want I was bored halfway through it. I'm like this is just stupid it's just yeah. fast pace action it's just random quick nonsense. cuts and nonsense there's no real story mm-hmm. it's barely a story it's not even it's okay so you know what i'll say this it's a good looking movie oh it looks gorgeous it's got some great cinematography uh, when the camera's not being shook on purpose. When it's not being shook on purpose and when it's not cutting to something and then doing a smash zoom in on the item. <laughs> like every other second. Watch this movie and count how many times it does that. Someone else was telling me about that. Uh, oh, um, someone complained about BVS was complaining about the smash zooms that uh, Snyder does. <laughs> but this, so what What this Die Hard 5, I won't go off on anything else but Die Hard 5, is it's not even stupid fun right like michael bay makes stupid fun and his movies they look good they are they are frat boy lowest common denominator action movies but there's a pace to them and a fun to them and as stupid as they are they they're they're fun to watch the like think of bad boys think of the transformers movies which are mind-numbingly stupid Mm -hmm. they still have something about them michael bay just does something right he knows how to put up a flashy blockbuster. Yep. And I don't know if this movie was attempting to even capture that. I think that someone thought, hey, let's make Taken. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Let's make Taken 2. Oh, right? yeah, because at least Taken was a semi-decent film. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I did not mean to besmirch the name of Taken. Because Taken, the first one, is a is a surprisingly damn good action flick. Taken 2 and Taken 3 are dog shit. Oh, man. I will And I that's will where agree. this movie belongs, next to those movies. Man, you know, you know, I was going to say, you, you, better be, you better be careful what you're saying, because the next thing you know, Liam Neeson is going to show up at your door and is going to threaten you. <laughs> oh, I have a particular set of skills. You know, I think that Taken, did Taken come out the same year as this movie? No, no. You know what did come out the same year as this hmm. movie? The best Die Hard movie that came out this year, Olympus Has Fallen. Yes. Oh, man. Now, Olymp- Olympus Has Fallen, yeah. a movie that is more a Die Hard film than the last two Die, Die, Hard, Hard, Five. <laughs> Die Hard 5 is. And, and yeah. if, in, if you think about it, it's exactly where the Die Hard franchises should have gone. Like, that is exactly, like, in my head, mm-hmm. okay, if John wasn't, if they didn't keep making John such a freaking, like, like, just bum like where they started going with him (laughs) after the third one that it should have been like no he actually got his life kind of back on track yeah his marriage is still a little rocky but you know what hey somebody up somebody likes me they offered me a job protecting the president i'm gonna take it and he does (laughs) he's already in the area why the hell not like that (laughs) makes sense (laughs) yeah olympus has fallen is the best diehard movie that came out there i enjoyed olympus has fallen that was just fun And, and I'll rope it in with Taken of being surprisingly better than it should be. Yeah. Because we look at so many movies that just you can tell right up front, okay, you just are trying to capture 
this action franchise. You're trying to be diehard, which is what Olympus has fallen is is right. You could just see by the previews. Okay, you think you're going to be uh, diehard. Well, guess what? It succeeds at yeah. that. I mean, hell, even the first Paul Blart mall cop <laughs> succeeds yeah. at capturing the spirit of Home Alone and Die Hard. TC, but, there's a common thread. You seem to really like the first Paul Blart film. No, I, re- I don't. Don't. <laughs> unbelievable. You have continuously <laughs> mentioned this movie. <laughs> Just what, like three? Is there like a tally? Do I need to like play back and see how many times? I will never mention it again, you son of a bitch. I just happened to notice this is like the. I'm pretty. I need to go back and listen to the other episodes. I'm pretty positive oh, no. this is like the third time you have brought up Paul Flart. Look, we in discussing the Die Hard franchise. I'm going to defend myself now, you bastard. Look, in defending the Die Hard franchise, discussing discussing yes. the Die Hard yes, franchise, yes. the the best way to uh, to analyze it is by looking at its copycats. Right. Okay. And there have been plenty of copycats. Oh yeah. And and you can see the the fallacies of these copycats in in how wrong they get the formula. And this movie, Die Hard Five, just gets it so wrong. Yeah. It's not smart. John's a dickhead. Yeah. There's no jokes. I mean, we start the movie meeting the villain. Oh, yeah. Like, it Completely. opens. The cold open is the villain, is you being introduced to the villains. Who, who mind you, I really didn't care about. Yeah. It makes Timothy Oliphant look pretty oh, awesome, yeah. doesn't Like, he? at least he had some, <laughs> cor- some sort of like, oh, okay, I understand why you're doing what you're doing. Those two guys, it, it felt like, it felt like, it felt like the villains were supposed to be the movie. Like the, the Yeah, like you right, follow them. Right. <laughs> like Yuri and whoever the hell that business dude was that kept coming that was like trying I don't I don't even know. I don't even know. With care. the carrot? You're talking about the dude with the carrot? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what what is that? What the what the what the what what I'm what I don't I like to think that the I think I like to think that the guys who wrote this watched a CinemaSins guy who always comments <laughs> about, you know, the director said make you eat an apple because that'll make you even look more like an asshole. And they went, We're not doing that. We're gonna make him eat a carrot. We need uh, we need the highest cinema skin score. <laughs> and the director said, "Make you eat a carrot to make you look like even more of an asshole than would eat an apple." Um, but like the like like, I feel like those two characters are the characters that were supposed to be the main characters, and it just kind of like slapped in a John McClane storyline into the midst of it because like they had a thing the whole time, and I didn't care. And then uh, what happened? Um, oh yeah, at the end when. Yuri kills the other bad guy or he has somebody I don't I didn't care yeah I just there's didn't no care. <laughs> it it's it's so different like just go back to that first one and what we said where like each individual villain each individual thug had a character about yep. them and are memorable whether you know their names or not you could pick them out in the lineup because that's how well done and well crafted those characters are and even in three even in um, even in four, yeah. I, f- I mean Maggie Q and the parkour f- dude, yeah, they stand out. Yep. They ha- they ha- there's something about them that's memorable. Tap dancing carrot asshole, what? <laughs> it's just it felt it felt so bad, and I just I I I I oh gosh, I can't even mm-hmm, I can't even. I wonder if I wonder if how I feel about this movie is how people felt about four. Because people hated four, yeah, and I and I walked out of four like, why does everyone hate this movie? I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think again, and I, I I as we discussed on four, like I walked out of the theater having enjoyed myself. Um, I feel like, and I remember watching the th- the unrated version of it and felt felt better about it because it felt more like a diehard movie. But definitely, yeah. like I said at the beginning of this episode, having now watched this, having now seen what is. As you know, for all intents and purposes, the antithesis, I can't say that. It's a big word. Anti- the an- antithesis. antithesis of <laughs> of a diehard movie. Having seen this one, which is as far away from a diehard movie as you could possibly get, having seen this, oh man, four is like just golden. <laughs> four is like, okay, there could have been one or two things that you could have done better, but you know, pretty much overall, I give you a B plus because you did pretty damn good. This is like flat. <laughs> this is not even an F. This is a zero. Yeah. This is an incomplete. 
<laughs> oh, I, man. I am giving this film an incomplete rating because oh. it, I will agree with you. It feels like a first draft where he went mm-hmm. through where the writer went through, wrote down like, well, here's the beats. I kind of want to hit. Oh, there's going to be a really cool car chase. And oh, well, there's going to be some time in the middle here when John and Jack can like reconnect their relationship. And then, OK, we're going to go off into the final battle. And well, the bad guy's actually, you know, really bad. He's going to kill us. But he's got, you know, he's got his girl. He's got his daughter. And that's that's, you know, it's family. It's all about family and then mm, the end mm, yeah. and then the director went beautiful let's start filming now and then walked away <laughs> uh, with the script <laughs> can we get it off the notepad before we yeah. start nah I'll just make photocopies <laughs> for everybody look this is how lazy and and terribly thought out that this movie was I don't know if you realize this Jeff hmm. but there's a moment during that car wreck when he's just crushing the vehicles there's that woman who screams yep. as he crushes her car John John yep. is doing yep. this and at one point he shouts, is that it? Is that all you got? Right? <laughs> that is literally copy and pasted audio from Die Hard 4 when the Harrier jet is fighting the semi-truck. Really? They literally took the audio clip and dropped it in as if someone was like, boy, I wish we would have got uh, we would have got uh, Bruce here to say like more one liners or something. Can we just snag a one liner from one of the other movies? Sure. Who's going to notice? I noticed. <laughs> Man, I did that. It is that all you got? I literally I didn't. I did not piece that together. I, I, I guess that's how much I was checked out. <laughs> like I, it had to be. I never even made that connection. Wow, <laughs> that's bad! Holy crap! I, I, I am, I am, I'm sorry. I'm at a loss for words right now. That is just that is horrendous. I'm trying to think of what I, what are some of the other things here I was going to talk about and bring up real quick. Oh, you know what? And of course, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot the biggest uh, biggest entry onto the Die Hard checklist. I forgot it. I can't believe What's I forgot it? this. I, I feel okay. so pathetic. Mm-hmm. It's a it's 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 just about money. It's just about money. It's always about money. It's just another bank heist. It's just another heist. It's just another trying to get something to make money. That's it. But I thought it was about the uranium. No, of course. Of course, that's what you're meant to think. Ooh, no. Oh. No, it's about selling the uranium and making tons of money off of the uranium. What? Let's let's try to dissect this villain's plan. His name's Yuri. I don't. Remember. I don't know. We're right? gonna just call him that. So he's in prison and and he and he needs to bust out, but CIA Jack McClane actually breaks him out, thinking they need him for something with like the CIA. Uh, but then his guys chase him down. See, I'm, and see, then he gets sick. yeah. See that part I'm confused about because you see him, you see, you see him going in with Yuri, uh, him getting busted out, but okay. then him escaping, but then him taking Yuri. Like supposedly he he had to he had to be at like a a drop off point at some point with Yuri because he's on he's on the the walkie or he's on the the radio with. I'm assuming other CIA operatives because they're in a very dark black room with lots of monitors. Yeah. Like I'm assuming that that, <laughs> that, ins- that stupid Jerry Brackheimer scene where they're all speaking in the uh, uh, ghost down uh, rogue. Uh, get the drone. Um, uh, break, break, five, five. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. nonsense. Babble, babble, babble. And then they're like, oh, he's 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 late or he's leading them to us. And then you never see those people with no explanation of those people ever again, ever again. Yeah. Because then when, when, when Jack shows up at his safe house, safe house, question mark, Cole, Cole Hauser's there to die. Yeah. <laughs> and like the entire time you're watching that and I'm like, Oh, that partner's, Oh, he's gotta be a bad guy. That can't be a good guy. This has gotta be like some double cross. And then he gets killed. And by by the people by the people who broke Jack out, and then tap dancing guy kidnaps Yuri in front of them when he doesn't have to because he's working with them, yeah. but then he betrays them anyway. Jeff, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff. There's so many like triple and quadruple crosses. <laughs> God bless this editor because this editor created a feature length film Somehow. out of whatever the hell this is and just my hat is off to this editor as a professional editor 
which I can say because I, I am. Uh, I, yeah. It's my job, basically. At least it, as my job <laughs> as, as an editor. Yeah. I, 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 I would probably have had a um, like a, like not a stroke, like a coronary. Uh, just a complete just aneurysm. aneurysm. That's it. A conniption. You would have you would have taken your bottom lift lip and just pulled it over your yep, head. I'd been like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I just <laughs> can't. And then I would have walked away. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's go over here. So the editor. Um, oh man, dude, what? Where? Look where you came from. So the editor. Holy loud! My everything just started making noises <laughs> over here. Um, so the editor in this film, just since we brought him up, is the same editor who did, who was the lead editor for uh, Aliens vs Predator Requiem, so part two. Okay. Max Payne. Uh, oh God. Predators. <laughs> oh God. Uh, Spy Kids four. He must come from the school of Rodriguez. Then um, he actually was an assistant editor on The Nutty Professor, Liar Liar, Half Baked, Patch Adams, Galaxy Quest, The Ladies Man, The Cat in the Hat, and Flight of the Phoenix. Aside from uh, g- g- Galaxy Quest, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just damn everyone just, who was involved with this movie. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, everybody, everybody, except for, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who decided to not be a part of the extended cut. Uh, <laughs> good for her, which I don't know if that was actually her decision or not, <laughs> but yeah. you know, uh, it's probably good. You know, you know what? Kudos you know what? I just, I want to make another complaint <laughs> about this movie. There's a shot in the, the trailer where the daughter in a leather cat suit climbs off a motorcycle and just unzips the front and pulls it yeah. off to reveal all of her, uh, you know, bikini clad goodies. Yep. Not in the movie. What the hell? <laughs> For no reason. What the hell? It's totally just trailer I, eye candy. Oh. Might've gave him just a, uh, just a, just an, iota of of a boost up on their rating from incomplete to i'll give you a second no no forget it <laughs> so you know there is one i, I will i will uh, say this and this was one of my uh, one of my live tweets um i uh i do appreciate the fact that over the course of these last four films the 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 screenmakers the screenwriters or sorry the filmmakers have decided that uh john mcclain does still have his cdl license and that he is able to drive very large trucks without a problem uh multiple multiple, multiple large trucks, trucks. <laughs> like we need john to get out of this situation what do we do well there's a truck over there <laughs> what, what about like if he had a car or even like a pickup truck no 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 no, 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 no. no it needs to be like 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 a diesel giant, like yeah, needs to be a, a flatbed truck. Needs to be a semi truck. Needs to be a, a, a like a dump truck. Needs to be uh, what else can we have in here? Just anything that's giant. You know, those days of him, you know, whatever, driving around on snowmobiles. That's that's the past. No, that's, that's passe. <laughs> Unbelievable. What, what other notes you got? Oh, my goodness. I'm going through my notes here, and I'm just I'm trying to think. Um, oh, so one of the other things I noticed, and it kind of goes back to just. The fact that it's a, it's an hour forty, just how much stuff happens. Um, it, it it they they the way that they cut it and the way that they overlapped the stories, it felt like the movie was supposed to be two and a half hours long. Oh god! And they I could not have sat through. No, this. neither could have I. Based upon if this is like it, say it was say it because this is also the shortest Die Hard movie. Yes, yes, it is. Uh-huh. It's just. Just just narrowly got in as a feature film. Exactly. Um, but it's like it's it felt like at points because of the way that they cut and they were overlapping what felt like different scenes, you know, mm-hmm. like they were finishing one scene and oh, here's another scene that's already playing out, you know, over top or under, you know underneath the dialogue. Like it just felt like they were trying to just go and just condense it through the movie and just try to get through all the unnecessary crap, which would have been all of the exposition and all of the actual <sighs> story basically <laughs> they just wanted to get to the next you know fast-paced action scene and they have serious issues with pacing especially and i know it was in the version that we watched especially for the fact that you consider that the first hour is all action 
mm-hmm. with about a minute of actual dialogue, like actual dialogue, mind you, not just <laughs> not just shouting and copying pasting from dialogue. Exactly. Form. And then we go into a, a a nice scene that is between Jack and John, um, where John pulls out the piece of re, re, you know uh, rebar from Jack. Mm-hmm. Okay, like okay, great. They're kind of bonding and they're gonna get going. Oh, and oh, nope, never mind. Now we are uh, in a car driving somewhere continuing mm-hmm. to have that bonding conversation that's pretty much what we just heard okay okay, okay. so now okay okay so now we're actually gonna get we're gonna get to chernobyl okay no wait nope we have to have one more moment before they go into chernobyl that's pretty- <laughs> i love i love you son yeah i love you son <laughs> like <laughs> you need a hug you know we're not a hugging family no no just stop just yeah it it it, uh, it felt like at that point in the movie that they had forgotten we need to have some sort of like family bond moment and they just crammed it no. all together. Oops, no, <laughs> you know, <no. laughs> like it's just mm. this. This is it. Okay, you know what? Let's answer the question. Do you have more notes? No, I'm ready to just, I like, think we're okay. pretty much done with this. <laughs> does this the ever important question that this podcast asks? Does this movie deserve a sequel? And I can say beyond a shadow of a doubt, no. no. Absolutely not. I will fully agree. You have killed it. You had a $100 million budget. You made $60 million total. You screwed up there. You, it's dead. Yep. It, is de- it, is, it, is not, it is no longer hard to die when you're this bad of a film. <laughs> it's dead. Dead hard. Do you, think, do you think that is why it's a good day to die hard? Is because they realize, they're like, yeah, this is pretty much it. This is a good way to die. Just Not even a good no. way. It wasn't no. even good. Because I told you, I, I told you on the last podcast what they could have done with this franchise. What they still could do with this franchise, if they freaking wanted yeah. to, is give it to Lucy. Don't give it to freaking Jai Courtney. The, <laughs> but no, they had a chance here. I think if you know what I mean, say la vie, whatever. I'm not, I'm not a genie. I can't cha- do anything about it. But I think a Lucy McLean diehard would have been a damn fine idea to go mm-hmm. with. And I, and I know you said you. Wait, J- Jeff, does this deserve a sequel? Oh, absolutely not. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. You did say you knew what this movie could have been. What would you have done, sir? You know what I would have done with this movie? Because it, it got me thinking. It got me thinking every time John kept talking about how I'm on vacation. Like, what would have made this movie feel like a diehard film? What was it about the first four? You know, again, I will completely include four. But what would have mm-hmm. made it? What made it about the first four films that made it a diehard film? As we have brought up time and time again, it was the story about a man who just is in the wrong place at the wrong time. He doesn't That's want right. to be a part of it, but he is ultimately a part of it, whether he mm-hmm. likes it or not. So here's my concept. You know what? Maybe, and I hadn't figured this part out yet, but either way, I like originally, I'll help I'm, you. Like, I'm like, I'll help maybe you. <laughs> John and Holly, hey, here's a great chance to bring Holly back into it. She's been missing for a couple of films. Maybe they are actually trying to rekindle their relationship. So they decide, let's Go on vacation. You're bringing Holly in. Let's for bring the Holly movie. actually in. She's not a voice on a phone. She's not being referenced. <laughs> She's actually back. And you know, yeah. like they're like, all right, let's go on a vacation together. Let's go and let's let's do this. Let's let's go. Let's get the hell out of here. So they do, mm-hmm. you know, much to John's dismay. He doesn't want to be on the plane. He hasn't liked flying. That has already kind of been established. Yet he just Yeah, even if even if he took lessons. Exactly. Yet he just apparently hops on a plane in this movie, has absolutely no problem getting anywhere. Um <laughs> but like maybe they do. Maybe they go somewhere. So they're away, they're out there. But the problem is is that even though John doesn't want to maybe get involved, he can't help it but his cop intuition pulls him into something just to help I somebody. Yeah. I can't, yeah, I can't get, I, I need to help. I need to help. I gotta be a cop. Yep. I'm a cop at heart. I'll always be a cop. Like, Holly, honey, I'll you look. gotta understand. I gotta go help them. Like, you know, like I, you just, you're ruining vacation, John. <laughs> And like it could, you know, that might borderline on being too comedic. My original concept was just Holly wasn't in it. And John just does actually go on vacation to get the hell away. Like his boss specifically tells him just go on vacation. Just get the hell out of here. And he I got I got, I got this. I got this for okay. you. I got this for okay. you. Um, he we can start the movie implied that he's going on vacation, that he needs he's taking time away from his life. Right. Yep. 
And you need to have that emotionally grounded connection moment, like a you know, like that makes it more than just what it seems. Even though it's a dumb action movie, all the diehard movies have that little bit of heart to them. Oh yeah. And I remember way back when for episode for Die Hard one, you had a pretty dark concept for what two should be. (laughs) Right. Well, I'm going to take you there. Okay. I think that he's on vacation, escaping from just trying to get away from the the rigmarole he gets involved in, but he gets caught up in some adventure with someone Mm -hmm. and the truth will come out that he did fix his marriage too late and Holly passed away and he's he's not on vacation he's a widow and he needed to get away forced forced by the the precinct to say do not come back to work you are a mess of a human being you need to go on you need to go on vacation almost forcing him into like a semi-retirement because all he has now is his job. And so, like, it it would be a conversation piece. It would be something to slow it down. It would really be like, oh, damn, John. Because uh, it would be similar to something like Catch Me If You Can, where Tom Hanks' character says, oh, I'm going to spend time with my daughter. She's three. Mm-hmm. And then later he admits, no, she's 15. She'll just always be three to me. Like, that, that sort of right. thing. Okay, I like that. I like that because it, it it gives you some more it gives you some more sympathy for John because it's like it's like dude, come on, man, you should have, you know, you had all those chances to do it to to to, to rekindle your 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 relationship with your wife, and now it's too late, and now you can't, and now she's gone forever, and that now what are you gonna do? And yeah, I like that idea. I like the idea of him being like too late and being forced to go on vacation. And now that he's on vacation, like if they want to, if they want to bring in, I was trying to find a way to like bring Jack in solely because Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, you brought in Lucy. They would have to bring Jack in at this point, you know? And maybe, maybe, maybe not, not, but like just thinking of the way, like some, some Hollywood execs might go with it. They're like, well, we got to bring in Jack. We got to see the whole family. Let's do that. I keep slipping into my, I keep slipping into my Bruce Willis accent whenever I I do that. It's weird. Um, but like I was. Well, maybe you could. Maybe you could. Yeah, maybe you could bring in in Jack. But it, I, I, I think connecting him with another, maybe another kind of like Justin Long was roped in. Okay. Maybe a more competent action hero that John's helping, and he could say kind of like reiterating the message he had in the last one, which is sometimes you got to be that guy. But adding to that message and saying, but you don't always have to be. Don't forget what's important. Okay. Don't make this everything that you are. You have a family. Get back to that family. Oh man! Because then, then you know what you do, Jeff. What? After instilling that message at the end of the movie, John sacrifices himself and dies to save that that guy. Thank you. So that the guy leaves with the understanding that yes, you can be the hero, but at the end of the day, you have to have something more important than just being a hero. Thank you. Oh man! Because Die hard. because the last line of my written note was ultimately John sacrifices himself to save his son, which was my original concept. Thus, Jeff, ending same the page. franchise. Yes, <sighs> that is what I would do. That the way to end it would be John does in fact actually die, or he sacrifices himself. He uses he uses what he because he realizes crap. There's no way out of this. Yeah. That the only way out of it, the only way to stop it, is for me to take care of it and let and let me go. And then that is the end of John. Like that's it. Yeah, it's it's one step further from the shooting himself through his already bullet wounded shoulder. Right. Oh yeah. Because at this because after that you've realized like he's willing to hurt himself. Obviously, you kind of know this. He's willing to hurt himself in order to stop somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So what would prevent him from honestly just making that ultimate sacrifice and killing himself? Obviously, doing whatever. I don't know what it would be, but like that's that's the concept. Because then if we went this route where John is on a vacation. He can begrudgingly keep having those quips about I'm on vacation. Like, like (laughs) then those are funny because he's he actually is on vacation to a degree, whether he likes it or not. But, you know, him getting caught up in it, just then that makes sense. And I wonder if that's not where they kind of were trying to go and then just said, forget it. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's so hard. It's so hard to know. It's so die hard to know, TC. Ow. Oh, it's so a die hard to know. 
<laughs> that is ridiculous. Hey. But yeah, I, I I don't. That's that's the only thing I could think of. And yeah, definitely this movie does not does should not should not ever have a sequel. <sighs> yep. This is it. This is totally I'm it. it. <laughs> dead, dead on arrival. Hard. Uh, <laughs> hmm. What other ones can we come right. up with? Uh, a Die Hard's Night. Uh, 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 yeah. What, what other Die Hard title? <laughs> Whatever happened to the old number system? Why can't we just call it Die Hard Five, Die Hard Six? No, we don't need Die. No, Hard we six. don't need Die Hard Six. Contrary to what's happening, we do not need a Die Hard Six. <laughs> so, so where do we go from here, Jeff? We've reached the end of the franchise. We have. We've- this was it. This is the end of the franchise. And now for this first one, we are because this is kind of the first time we've done it. Um, this will probably mm-hmm. evolve mm-hmm. a little bit more as the as the the podcast as a whole goes. I was going to say the <laughs> franchise goes, but I'm like, no, 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 we're done with this franchise. <laughs> it's done. At least for we've, now. we've declared it. Yes. <laughs> no, it does not deserve a sequel. <laughs> it does not deserve a sequel. But what if there is a sequel, TC? Oh, God. We will come back and have to, 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 to talk will. about that one. You, know? you will have to drag me out of retirement. <laughs> Kicking and screaming like some I'll sort of Murtaugh. Uh, <laughs> I'll be in the back of a police van drinking a cup of coffee and some aspirin wondering what the lotto numbers were and I will explain to you that I used my badge number as always to bet on the lotto numbers and then you will find out later that I have been killed um, so, <laughs> oh, well that turned really dark I'm sorry well I figured what we would do because we're at the end of the franchise um, what we should do is we should discuss as we kind of talked a little bit about we should discuss the franchise as a whole now that we are done mm-hmm. with all five movies of this series let's just kind of briefly talk about the movie series as a whole and and kind of just go through some things i would like to point out real quick uh let's just i want to discuss or just want to briefly bring up the uh the meta score Oh, okay. For each of the five films. Uh, the Metascore was a key thing that we discussed a, a little bit on uh, the Top Shelf podcast that I used to do, just because it does kind of give you a, an insight into the critic's opinion regarding right, the movie. Okay. So just real quick, I'm just going to read these off from Die Hard uh, on, on up. So for the original Die Hard, with 231 critic reviews, it had a Metascore of 70, which is a really good, it's a pretty pretty good score for an action movie. Mm-hmm. Die Hard 2 with 141 critics had 67 for a Metascore. Little, little lower, not a little bad. A little lower. Yeah. Um, Die Hard with a Vengeance, actually with 147 critics, uh, had a Metascore of 58. Really? It has, that's pretty, that feels really low. It's really low. Now, the IMDb rating for it is 7.6, whereas the original Die Hard was 8.2. So the Metascore, or the, the user review... Is actually pretty. Mm-hmm. Is pretty good. It's pretty high, but the critics yeah. kind of were lukewarm about it. Huh, now, okay. now here's where it gets really interesting. Live free or die hard with 353 critic reviews, so about double what the third Die Hard film had. Has a medicine which, what? Which you know why, right? For which one? Because for for Die Hard Four. Because we Die Hard Four came out in the internet age. Die Hard 1, 2, and 3 did not. That's very true. Yeah. Uh, Die Hard 4 had a Metascore of 69. It has a... Shut up. (laughs) I knew you were going to do that. (laughs) It has a higher uh, Metascore than Die Hard 3 does. Wow. Now, I don't... uh, Now, as I stated last time, I like Die Hard 4, but it's not better than Die Hard 3. That's crazy. It has a higher Metascore than Die Hard 2 and 3. Wow. They both have that. <laughs> it is also has a higher user rating than Die Hard 2 did. Wow. Die Hard 3 still has a higher rating, but Die Hard 4 is higher. And then we get to Die Hard 5 with 411 critic reviews. The most reviews done by critics out of all five films. It has a 28 Metascore. Boom. (laughs) And a 5.3 for the user rating, ultimately making it the worst movie and the only Die Hard film to be rated below 7.1 of user ratings. So we are definitely (laughs) not alone. We are not wrong. We are not it's good wrong. to know we are not wrong. <laughs> That's just something I would like to do. Yeah. Like I'm going to do that on future ones too. After the fact, I don't want to do it while we're watching it because it's kind of nice to just to to be like. And I feel like we are definitely on board with what those ratings are, whether it's the yeah. meta score yeah. or the user ratings, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, yeah, you're right. We're we're pretty close on on all those. I, I am surprised that four is so high, but I will call that on the fact that we're in the internet age now and there's more people stating their opinion online. True. 
than in the past, like Die Hard One, Two, like those those critic scores are coming from newspapers and magazines. <laughs> exactly. And now you think about it, like the 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 critic scores nowadays will be from pretty much any movie.com website that's yeah, out there. Yeah. Granted, really, it's it's usually IMDb and JoeBlow.com that tend to be the most popular of the <laughs> movie websites. Hey, I've been on JoeBlow.com since it opened. Like I've, hey, you know, that's uh, fine. That's fine. But like it, so it, it. I just wanted to I wanted to run through that real quick because I thought that was very very interesting. Um, yeah, I do agree. I feel like Die Hard Four being so high on the Metascore, I'm very surprised, and that Die Hard Three was so low. Yeah. Seems kind of weird, actually, because I really enjoyed the third one, as evidenced by yeah. our, our episodes. Now, TC, out of, out of all of them, um, is it safe to say? Uh, we would, I would normally ask this, but I feel like we've made our opinion pretty dang clear. Uh, which of the five movies do you feel is the weakest? Oh, five. Okay. No doubt okay. about yep. it. <laughs> I feel like that was kind I, of obvious, but I wanted to ask. Yeah, I think if you want to, if you want to rank them... You know, and and opinions change. I may I may rank them differently later, but here on the spot, mm-hmm. I would say, um, yeah, you're gonna. I would say one, three, four, two. Okay, and that obviously, and I won't even put five on the <laughs> five list. Five is so bad; it's not even included. On. No, no, I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll do this. One, uh, one, three, four, two. Olympus is falling. Thank you. You thought I was gonna say? I th- you, I, I know what you thought I was gonna say. <laughs> Um, let me rate them. Let me let me rate them. One, three, okay. uh, two, four. No, actually, no. I would put. You know what? Honestly, I think four is starting to come around to me. Yes. Because <laughs> now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, I did have more fun on this recent viewing of four. I had more fun watching four than I did with part two. Hey, all right. I mean, not by a lot. I'm not going like, holy crap, four is leaps and bounds beyond two. No, no, no. But no. I yeah. did. I did enjoy four a little bit more than I did part two. Um, whereas two does still kind of feel is still closer to the diehard films, you know, mm-hmm. obviously cause it's part two and it's not part four, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. but or five. four or five, but four is, was still very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So yes, I, I would definitely do, uh, one, same, three, same order. Yeah, one, yeah. three, so yeah, one, three, four, two, Paul Blart, and then five. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, in, in looking back at what we what we did, yep. uh, and actually having some friends who've commented and taken looks at them, yes, um, I, I I feel like we got a good you you have a good podcast. Hey, you know what? In. And I, I I wanted you to be a part of the of the initial franchise strictly because if I I knew that I knew these for this first franchise was going to be kind of a little bit of a workshop. Like we kind of mm-hmm. slowly developed what the concept of the show was going to be. And, yeah, yeah. And I felt like if there was anybody out there, this is just you <laughs> and me, like just patting ourselves on the back at this point. Uh, <laughs> but if there's anybody out there who was going to I knew would help me kind of workshop it, it would be you. And you'd be able to roll with my stupid comments every once in a while. And and my sometimes lack of prepar- uh, preparedness, uh, <laughs> even though I always I, I, have my notes, I sometimes lose track of where I'm at. That's no problem, man. Um, but uh, yeah, I appreciate like um, Jessica, um, who yes. has been listening to the cast. She she pointed out that in three, we forgot to mention that the badge payoff was very similar to the watch payoff that they set up in the first one. True. Um, and... Uh, yeah, that I appreciate her pointing that out. It shows she's she's enjoying listening to us, and <laughs> it's good to know that. I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely so. Like, so that was that was one other thing that I thought we would do at the end of these, um, at the, the the franchise wrap up would be let's to discuss anything that we might have forgotten about, or, or maybe we thought about after the fact that we should have, you know, that we were like, ah, oh, well, we'll just we'll do it later. We didn't talk about yeah. it, but yeah, that's definitely one of them. Just the the concept that in part three of of introducing uh, an item, kind of very nonchalant. Just very, just it's there. Very not, very innocuous. Exactly. Just like, like, oh, something. And and then have it have a plot-driven payoff later in the film. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, because definitely without the watch, it wouldn't have. You know, you wouldn't have that good reveal at the end of one, or you wouldn't have that that (laughs) moment at the end of one without the badge number. Uh, Okay, there's a lot. There's a lot that would have wouldn't have happened without that. John would have been dead. Yeah. 
I mean, he probably would have gotten out after they gotten, you know, down to the basement, would have realized there was something shady going on because, you know, yeah, yeah, the yeah. McLean sense kicked in and then he would have realized. <laughs> <laughs> McLean sense tingling. McLean <laughs> yeah, sense is tingling. Just, I don't know. That's bad. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I do agree. I was trying to think if there's anything else from any of the other, uh, other movies that we didn't talk about. Um, I did make a correction on uh, the one for part three. Um, regarding what uh, what uh, Simon was eating, uh, mm. I, I know I made a comment. I messed up about that, but that wasn't anything we forgot. That was just me being stupid and in the moment nah, saying the wrong <laughs> thing. So, but that's on the that's on the Ghost Hat page for that. So, um, yeah. So, is there any other thoughts, uh, TC? Is there any other thoughts regarding the Die Hard franchise? Um, would you? I'm assuming by us saying that there is uh, that this movie does not deserve a sequel, right? Would you ever want another Die Hard film? Would you ever want a reboot? Would you ever want uh, a, a a part six, if it were? Would you ever want anything else to ever come out of this? Um, I don't think you could reboot it. I don't think that uh, you. They will. They'll figure out. They'll just like slay. Hey, it's the new Die Hard, and it just won't. It won't be the magic that that first one is. Uh, but I do stand by my Lucy McLean Die Hard franchise. I think that there's a, there's something there that could be so much more interesting that you could really pare it down. You could find a real fun way to put the put her in the wrong place at the wrong time, mm-hmm. and and potentially have yourself even if it's just one and done. A special movie because I, as much as there's a lot of female empowerment in something like the Hunger Games, the attempts of the Divergent series, the you look at the Underworld franchise, there's certainly like female heroines out there, but sometimes they feel they still like uh, Angelina Jolie. Anytime she's an action hero, still feels feels very um, exploitive. Uh, like oh, look how sexy sexy she is. Right, right. Uh, I there there isn't a lot of opportunities, and someone could correct me if I'm wrong. To see an every woman doing what she's doing. To see Sarah Connor, you know, that sort of... To see Ripley in... I mean, those are sci-fi movies, but they are every woman. They are not impossibly hot women. They are not impossible kung fu masters. They're just regular women who are doing what they're doing. They're, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis in like um, in True Lies, something like that. Uh, <laughs> was that a groan? No, no, or? no, no. I, 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 I really, I really enjoy that movie. <laughs> okay. So I think a diehard returning to the core of forget the whole blockbuster explosive action movies. The core of this was a regular Joe Schmo mm-hmm. who's in the wrong place, who does the right thing, and there's a cheeky fun about it. And I think there's an opportunity to return to that. That's that's what the diehard franchise has always been at its best, and that's what it maybe could be again but i don't know i don't think i don't think it can i think it's it's too special in the the zeitgeist of movies that you can't get to that again right it's it's gone too far and it's hard they can't do like the bond franchise and do the hard reboot uh that kind of just goes all right well we're just kind of starting all over again we're done with that yeah. like they can't really yeah they could um i know there's future franchises that have attempted to do that and especially when we get into like <laughs> the horror movies and let me just give you a little hint they don't go over well uh, <laughs> they, don't work. they don't work at all um, but like, yeah, I agree. I agree that that the the heart of the die, the Die Hard franchise was just the man in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I feel like the last entry that did that remotely well was Die Hard Four. You hit Die Hard Five, and we're just we're beyond it. John McClane is a superhero. He is no mm-hmm. longer a a person who you can remotely go. Yeah, I could totally survive that. I could do. I could probably do that. Yeah, because yeah. there's not even there's not even that there's not even that moment like. Like in Die Hard 4, you could still kind of go, I could do a lot of, you know, okay, not the jet and the the cement. Okay, maybe not that part, but there's a lot of that I could do. You know, I could listen to Credence. I could listen to, I do listen to Credence. Like, I could do that. I, I, I'm more like John McClane than I thought. Uh, I already shaved my head, so I'm totally on my like halfway there, right? Um, you just have to always look like you've been sucking on a lemon. That's true. Always. That's what Bruce, oh. that's what Bruce Willis looks like now. He's just always, mm. always looking like he's, he's just got done sucking on a lemon and has smoked 25 five packs of cigarette that morning. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just up here all the time talking like, um, 
Yeah, just constantly. <laughs> also, uh, nowadays, I have to make sure that I am impervious to uh, falling to glass shards and to fire. Oh, yes, yes. You are completely indestructible. Indestructible. I could fall two stories through glass, land in a pool at Chernobyl. At Chernobyl. Yeah, we didn't even discuss that, did we? we you're opening this can of worms back open again. The, the entire final sequence of this movie takes place at freaking Chernobyl. They're diving into, it's just rainwater. Shut Bullshit. up. I don't Shut care. Up. There is still, hot, like, I know it's getting better like they've said but it's Ugh. not and then they're just wandering around <laughs> it's almost like and this is the last thing i will say about this movie it's yeah. almost like the writer went ah oh, what's in russia that they could go to uh oh wait let's just google what's in russia chernobyl beautiful chernobyl. that's the that final act yeah, of the film you. oh and they're going for uranium that's in a secret vault inside the mail post office <laughs> oh my god Oh my goodness, uh, what a way to end the franchise. Well, TC, if you have no other comments, was there anything else you could think of before we wrap up this nope, episode? No, nope, that's it. Uh, this was awesome. I, I look forward to doing another franchise with you in the future. I don't. Uh, I have plenty that I could throw at you. Um, I obviously have a, have a soft spot for the Fast and the Furious franchise, which you've never seen any of I those. have not seen those, and you know what, sir? I will, I will personally reserve the Fast and the Furious franchise for you. You and I will do those <laughs> together. I do want to do those uh, soon, too, actually, at some point. Uh, All right. The beauty of that is that uh, those they just keep making those suckers. That's so right. <laughs> that franchise is just going to go on forever. Uh, yep. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely appreciate you being here. This was definitely a lot of fun for these five movies. And um, uh, T will not unfortunately not be back next time uh, as we start a new franchise at the time of recording this I have it narrowed down to two different franchises but I don't mm. know which one it's going to be yet so but there will be there will be unfortunately I was going to correct myself but I'm correcting myself from correcting myself and say no unfortunately unfortunately TC <laughs> will not be back for those uh, uh, there will be another co-host and that's the premise that's the concept of the show is that each franchise I want a different person to help with uh, there will be repeats of people just not on uh, just not uh, one franchise after another so um, we might see you again in two or three hopefully sooner rather than later sir all right, I, I look forward to being here. So, all right, everybody. Uh, hey, TC, real quick before we uh, we sign out, anything you wish to uh, plug or anywhere that people can find and talk to you while you're away from the franchise world? <laughs> all right, well, you can uh, check me out on Instagram and Twitter, TC's Big Head. Uh, you can also check out a lot of the short films that I've made over at, uh, you can find me on YouTube. Um, but uh, if I could plug real quick my podcast, The Rewatchman, which is a weekly podcast uh, that's similar to this. We discuss films. Uh, we rewatch a movie we haven't seen in a while and uh, reevaluate it uh, with some time away. Opinions change, and sometimes something you hate, you might not hate so much anymore. Something you love, you actually might see some cracks in the in the foundation. Uh, so that's The Rewatchman, and it's available on iTunes. And check out The Bit Life Show on YouTube. Uh, where I do a monthly one-minute review, uh, the one-minute rewatch, which is a lot of fun. And this week, uh, as of this airing, I did a, a substitute guest spot on the One Minute Gamer. So check that out at the BitLife Show as well. Yes, lots of fun. You do so many things. <laughs> <laughs> I was on another podcast yesterday. <laughs> yeah, you know, some people are worried that their voice will never be recorded and no one will ever remember your voice, sir. People are going to know every inch of you for the rest oh, of yeah, eternity. Yeah, I, you know that, I, right? <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm, I'm always flattered when people tell me they actually listen to the stuff I'm on. So I'm like, really? You you were willing to listen to me for that long? Okay, <laughs> okay, that's, that's, good. that's right. good. That's good. Well, why do you think I've had you on for five episodes? So that's five right. hours of you that I have recorded <laughs> and it's never well, going do you, away. <laughs> do you have anything to plug? Um, besides this podcast, which everybody needs to be doing and listening to, hopefully uh, not actually not a lot right now. There's a, there's a couple other projects in the works that we're working on. Um, you can definitely <coughs> footnote. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, this is fun. Actually at the, the right now today about, I don't know, 
four, five, six hours ago. Uh, we released the uh, short film uh, Footnote, which we produced back in, which I was one of the co-writers for and one of the VFX artists for, that we wrote back in November, is finally released now. Nice little short film we did for the 72-hour film fest that can be found on the uh, the Backflip YouTube page. So if you just go onto YouTube and look up Backflip or Backflip Films, you will find it. Look for Footnote. Uh, nice little short film, which is actually sort of reignited the my my world <laughs> and this whole new series of shorts that we're working on currently that we're going to kind of slowly produce and make as well as a new podcast or a new audio yeah. drama that Mr. DeWitt there and myself are working on which is going to be fantastic that takes place in the same fictitious world as Footnote uh, you can definitely find me on Twitter at randombell.com. No, 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 no. Just randombell. <laughs> I get those confused. Uh, on Twitter at randombell. For the future movies, I think I will be doing the live tweeting while watching them, just because that's fun. Uh, so definitely follow me on uh, on Twitter, because you'll you'll see more of my uh, like running thought process as I watch these movies, is what's going through <laughs> my head. I also make some jokes, and then I also complain a lot, like in this movie. Uh, <laughs> but definitely find me out on randombell on Twitter as well. Um, also, also, in future note, uh, eventually, once Google Play opens up their podcast division, which is coming, mm-hmm. this podcast has already been accepted as one of the uh, podcasts that'll be on there. So right, for cool. you and yeah, for you Android users out there who don't have access to iTunes, you can definitely eventually find us on Google Play uh, on all your Android devices and listen to us on there. Which I just thought was kind of fun. <laughs> that was just kind of a side thing that I just got an email for last week that I thought was cool. So <laughs> all right, all right. Well, thank you again, TC. And with that, we put a close temporarily (laughs) (laughs) on the Die Hard franchise. Uh, Again, if there's another movie in the future, we will come back and we'll record an episode six to the Die Hard films. Yes. No. No. Wait, I don't know. Do I want to do that? I don't know. I'm so conflicted. (laughs) I'm so conflicted. (laughs) Quick, let's go watch 40 minutes of Car Chase. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, everybody. I'll see you guys later. (laughs) Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, TC. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you, everybody. This has been a production of Ghost Hat Media, proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at www.ghosthat.net. <laughs> I like the ending. <laughs>